G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 21. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel, Marshall, Dynamite Dan, Nuttall. And hard to believe as it is, uh, it is the first Group 1 of the new season already. It is going to be run at a crowdless Royal Randwick. It is the Winx Stakes. Chris Waller has won six of the past ten. He's got five runners. He's going to have the favourite. Hard to bet against him making it seven from 12. Joel, I just said six from the last 10. I meant six from the last 11. It's going to be seven from 12 if one of his five can win it on Saturday. I believe you're with one of them, Joel. Don't give it away yet, though. No, I won't, Barks. Yeah, look, it's a really intriguing race. As you said, Chris Waller's uh, well, he's dominated this race in past years. He's going to have very elegant at the top of the market. Colding, the only horse, not first up on Saturday. He went around in the missile a couple of weeks ago, he's got a fabulous Randwick record, so he's certainly there in the mix. Uh, it's an interesting race, obviously, with 13 of them t- returning. And we've got the second favourite for the Caulfield Cup in Mount Popper going around. He's an interesting runner. Uh, second favourite for the Caulfield Cup behind Incentivise. And, of course, uh, several Group 1 winners from the autumn, including Think It Over and Cascadian. So, yeah, look, it's going to be a very interesting race. Very elegant. Uh, was beaten first up in the autumn. Uh, but she did win this race last year, trekking very wide, coming around the turn. It was a strong performance. So keen to see how many of these returned. And, Daniel, there's uh, earlier on the card is the Dali Silver Shadow Stakes for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, of course, they're all, there's always two or three races at this time of year where the, new, uh, the, uh, the old two-year-olds are coming back as three-year-olds, any anyone you're uh, looking particularly forward to seeing on Saturday? Yeah, it's a very easy card to uh, get up and about for as a fan. Just uh, brilliance all across the card. Obviously, the Group 1, which we touched on, a ripping race. But, the, yeah, the Silver Shadow with a few of these um, new season three-year-olds returning. Of course, four moves ahead had quite a wrap on her um, throughout her debut campaign and ended up running pretty well in a golden slipper. But... You've got plenty of class across the board returning. Um, and I think it's it's certainly the, the second highlight of the day for me after the group one, this Silver Shadow. A lot to learn, no doubt. Um, but some of the trial form that we've seen so far, it looks like some of these um, smart horses that are two-year-old has come back even better as three-year-old. So looking forward to seeing what unfolds there. All righty. Well, that's as good a place to start as any. We'll take you right through the black type on the Randwick program, and but it does indeed start in race six. It is the Dali Silver Shadow Stakes, 1,200 metres. Group two, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies. Fun facts, the past 11 Silver Shadow Stakes winners have been first up. Doesn't really help you. There's uh, only there's eight of the, in fact, the top eight in the weights here of the 12 are all first up. And barriers one to four have provided seven of the past eight winners. So at this stage, with no scratchings, that is glistening Picaroni's Jamea and Latino Blend. But uh, mind you, that was a run of seven in a row that came to an end last year. And uh, just looking at those four, I think it's more likely that someone jumping from outside the four will prevail on Saturday. Interestingly enough, Looks to me like you boys are going head-to-head here with your best on the program. Start us off, Joel. 
Yeah, well, just listening to those fast facts, I've got history against. I wonder if a maiden's ever won a silver shadow too. I must have a look at the history of uh, of that and try and find out before I really bet up. But uh, nevertheless, I've gone for the maiden, number 12, Trefacia. She showed glimpses of outstanding ability in that first prep. Uh, she finished third on debut on the Kensington track. It was quite a deep maiden. It was a strong run. She rented the group two Risling. Uh, was ridden very cold by James McDonald. She wanted to get the head in the air. But the way she finished off just suggested she was stakes class every day of the week. It was an outstanding third behind Glistening. Might just have all come too soon for her in the Percy Sykes, where she was a little bit disappointing. Not too bad, but may have just come to the end of the prep. Uh, she did get rolled first up in a maiden on the Kenzo track, but she was three wide, no cover. I don't think that's the go for her. She's still learning. Uh, James Cummings has put a nose roll on, so hopefully that can help just keep her head down and settle and relax. I think she'll be ridden stone cold from the wide gate. I think she'll get home very hard, and yeah, this might be a chance to get a, a decent divvy about her. I think number one, four moves ahead's the hardest to beat. She won her first couple, then she went to Group 1 company and ran super both times, fourth in the slipper, fourth in the size. That's outstanding form. Three, Jamea caused a bit of a surprise in the Percy Sykes. But her form leading into that was strong. She's trolled nicely leading into her return. And five, she's all class yet to miss a place in her four starts, placed in the Magic Millions and in the sweet embrace behind four moves ahead. So she certainly looks a key player. But uh, taking a bit of punt on, on one here, just hopefully she can step up to the plate, number 12, from one, three, and five. I'm with the favourite on top, four moves ahead. Um, as I touched on earlier, excellent debut preparation. She was the the first filly home in the Golden Slipper. She ran fourth there behind three. Very smart, cold, stay inside. Animo in ingratiating. We've seen come out, step out this spring already, and it's so impressive in Melbourne last Saturday. Uh, hasn't seen a good track on race day, but the recent trial on her firm service was very good. She settled last in a um, trial on August 6th, and between runners, I thought, closed off as well as anything in that heat. Uh, looking forward to her against her own sex here first up, and hard to beat, I think, in the Silver Shadow, four moves ahead. So one on top, the five, and next she's all class. Um, the, the first up win last preparation at the, the two-year-old Wyong Magic Millions race was, was outstanding. She won with... Uh, quite a bit in hand, one by nearly five lengths there. And then drew poorly at her next two starts and just sort of those bad barriers beat her there. But she's still run outstanding races in defeat. She's got some sort of future. Two, uh, the next, what's got in is Latino Blend, the nine. Um, she's well over the odds, I thought, in this. She, the first time run at Kembla Grange, to the eye, wasn't great. Uh, to the 50 favourite, but looking back at the replay, she didn't really have a whole lot of room um, at the top of the straight. She was sort of caught in an awkward spot in running, and the last 100 metres, when sort of warm, was really, really good. Um, stays at 1,200 metres here, second up. I think she might may improve over a little bit further, but um, I did really like the trial prior, and she did step up to Group 3 race, second up, last prep, and, and run well, running fourth in the Magic Night. Um, so over the, I think over the odds worth putting into uh, Moider Exotics. And Picaroni's another one, um, spent by the gate first up. Another who trialled quite well prior and um, has got a placing behind Artorius in, in her uh, debut campaign. So 1-5 clearly and then 9 and 10 for a bit of value. 1-5-9. Second of the black type races at Rambic on Saturday and first leg of the quaddy is race 7. I believe there is a... Reasonable, there's a hundred thousand dollar jackpot on the New South Wales Quaddy this Saturday for those listeners locked down in New South Wales. 
Moston Copper Show County Quality is race seven at twelve hundred metre Group Three Quality Joel. Yeah, well, interesting race. Um, certainly one of the key runners, number seven Halal, the three-year-old, taking on the older horses. Also entered for the Valley, yet to be scratched, and haven't heard either way where they're going with him. But I've got him on top here in the show county it's a tough ask as i said taking on the older horses but he showed stacks of ability last season as a two-year-old often had things against him with white gates getting back but uh, dual group one runner-up so he's all quality he'll be hitting the line very strongly here for what looks a good tempo six prime start in for second he was off a bit of a freshen there in the English Guineas at Rose Hill, where he was certainly looked the weight special but he was a bit disappointing missing a place uh, did come back with a bit of an issue there, struck himself during the run. He was tipped straight out. He's a class performer. He's been runner-up four out of six at Randwick. Uh, five chat brings the fitness here. He's had two runs back from a spell, winning first up and then finishing runner-up in the missile stakes. He's got the good draw. Nashville Willer back on board. He's ridden him a few times, and I think he's uh, you know, he's going to land in a good spot. And one Splintex has a bit of weight, but he's a talented sprinter. Certainly, you know, mixed his form a little bit last prep, but he was very good winning the Group 3 hallmark. If he brings that form, he's going to take some running down. Seven for me on top from six, five, and one. I have the 11 on top, Hightail. I thought his run second up in the missile stakes was was pretty good. He was um, back, in, back in last on the turn, and he continued to make ground all the way to the line. Um, in Finished sixth or seventh, but it was a blanket finish. It was sort of within two lengths between first. There he was. Um, he was finishing as strong as anything I thought on the lineup. Settling last, drops from fifty-seven to fifty-three here. Um, from an inside draw, probably won't get as far back as he has been in his two starts, his preparation. Um, and third up, I think he's ready to ready to fire. So well over the odds, I thought. Hightail, my top pick in for second. I have the three Ice Bath uh, resuming here from a spell. Um, Look, she's going to be more effective over a little bit more ground than 1,200 metres, but she has a very good first-up record. Um, she was stakes place over this trip, track and trip, when first up last time in, and um, can't doubt her class. Also, she only won the three races, but her she's run some ripping um, ripping races, calling second in a Doncaster and nutted on the line from Cascadian. Uh, so first up, I think she's in for a good preparation and hopefully can deliver... Made in Group 1 win to Brad Widdop. Six, six, next prime star. Loved his recent trial. Um, Joel touched on the, the last start run in the in the, in the English race. Sort of um, struck himself early in the piece after a couple of bumps from other horses and um, sort of didn't fire in the straight as we probably would have expected to. But he's put away after that and given time. And yeah, as I said, the recent trial was excellent. In for fourth, got the two, Viridine. Running well without winning. This preparation and um, like Hightail thought it was running on quite well in the missile last start. My numbers eleven three six two. The big one is race eight at Randwick on Saturday. It is the second leg of the quaddy. Winks Stakes fourteen hundred meter Group One Standard Weight for Age. And fun facts: it has been won by the favourite in five of the past ten years. Uh, I'm not sure that means a lot given that it was Winks. Uh, Winks was three of those five favourites. Last year, very elegant. Started at $7.50, remarkably, in hindsight. Uh, was actually only fourth favourite in that race. Waller, as I mentioned, has won six of the past 11. Uh, had four in the race last year, and they're all back this year. They finished first, second, fourth, and 13th. He's also got 
Hungry Heart as well, and there's a few others as well uh, who have uh, who are buttering up from last year. Joel, you're with one of those Waller runners who ran last year at a pretty good price. Yeah, I've gone with five imaging. Uh, he was very unlucky in this race last year. He was knocked down just before the turn, held up got a bit of a run, then held up again, and then really surged through late along the inside. He was right on their heels, finishing a half-length fourth. He look. I think he's better on wet tracks, but he's run some crackers on dry ground, including that CF4 stakes first up in the autumn. Three wide, no cover. Just went down to Streets of Avalon. It was a bit of a strange prep then. They, they, they elect to keep him fresh, back to 1,200 in the new market. Didn't quite work. He didn't have much go right in the all-age from the wide gate. His Stradbroke run was excellent. He, he just had no hope. He was a mile back and he came very wide, but he finished well to be beaten within, uh, to get within two lengths. So I think he's clearly good enough to win. He's just going to need a little bit of luck. Cathy O'Hara has uh, ridden him a few times before, including in this race last year, and also uh, when finishing third behind Guitra uh, at the end of the spring carnival. So he's a class performer. He's $26. I think he's a good play each way. 12, very elegant, easy to like. She's an absolute star. Uh, she maps pretty well here from a, a pretty good gate. She's going to be hard to hold out. I think the new season four-year-old can run very well, number 11, Mawanga. Things didn't quite pan out for him against the older horses at the back end of the autumn prep in the Doncaster and the Queen Elizabeth. But prior to that, he was outstanding against his own age group. And one, Colding, hard to ignore his Randwick record. He's a, just a, a genuine group one horse. He'll be fitter for that first up run in the missile. This distance suits him better. As I mentioned earlier, it'll be interesting to see how Mount Popper goes, and he'll be going in my wider exotics at a bit of a price. But five on top for me from 12, 11, and 1. Similar numbers for me, with the exception of Mawanga. I've got the 12 very elegant on top. As Joel said, she's, she's hard to knock. Easy to like the first up record. She generally runs a race fresh, and I think 1,400 metres obviously the, the ideal kickoff point for her. Um, her best form probably on wet tracks, but I don't think she's run some very good races in in, in better races than this on dry ground. So uh, I've no problem with her on top. From a betting prospect, I think imaging might be the play each way. Um, very other about 260, 270 at the minute. Imaging around that 20 to 1 price. I do like him as well. I thought he was very good on a, on a genuine firm surface in the ore. First up, last prep. Um, behind a good Caulfield horse in Streets of Avalon. Um, and as Joel touched on... Not a whole lot went right in his next few starts, um, that, that preparation, but he, he was running well without um, sort of threatening. And that goes, obviously, has a very good first up record. So 12 on top of five. I do have one in next, Colding, who I thought was okay without being too flash first up. He'll certainly derive benefit from that and improve up to this trip. And in for fourth, we have the three Cascadian. Uh, last year's Doncaster Mole. Um, sorry, this year's Doncaster Mile winner and then should have probably won an all-age stakes next start. Um, he too was one with a pretty handy first first up record and just um, sort of finding form now uh, after, I guess, a little bit of a slow start to his Australian career. Um, he's really hit his straps now here and I think can run a race first up. 12, 5, 1 and then 3. And last of the black type races on the Randwick program on Saturday. Big field, 16 to face the starter, is race nine. Bowerman's Commercial Furniture Toy Show, 1,100 metres. Group three, quality, Joel. 
Yeah, tough race, big field, plenty of chances, plenty of pace. I was shocked to see Villamai go up at around $21. I think that's crazy odds. You'd sort of only have to look at her, I guess, her recent starting prices, her overall consistent record. She's very good, 1100 on dry ground. I thought she ran well first up at Wait for Age against the boys in the Monash. She's well placed with 53 and a half. She's drawn to be there about. She's had that recent trial since that Monash, uh, since that Monash run when runner-up behind Mask Crusader. Yeah, I think she's huge odds. So I'm keen on her each way. Uh, the Kiwi Mare is very good on Trivier. It's just whether she can overcome the very wide gate and having to give a stack of weight away, 59 kilos. But uh, she's all class. Eight, Written Beauty. Form sort of tapered off last prep. She won first up, didn't quite go on with it. Yeah, stakes level, her next couple. She's very smart when right. She's been trialling well. And 12, Lily Moore, just continues to improve each prep. She's got that really good record now, 7 from 17. Got a bit of residual fitness about her having been up in Queensland. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see her just take another step forward and, and measure up to group company this time in. 10 on top for me from 1, 8 and 12. Extremely tough race. Some... With the eight on top, Written Beauty, I thought her recent trials have been um, obviously come back in terrific order. They've been they've been outstanding as a, as as a fresh record. Perhaps some pretty good scalps uh, in the spring last uh, last spring last year. <clears throat> yeah, that first up win last prep was very good at benchmark grade, and then not much went right in two starts since. But yeah, the recent trials have been pretty confident she'll run a big race first up and, and drawn ideally for an informed jockey. So. Eight on top for me, written beauty. Uh, Taylor in next the three um, is another who, she's another who has an outstanding first up record. She's she was tested in a galaxy at the end of last preparation and just sort of was a little bit come to the end of the preparation was a bit of outclass. It was a hot race there. Um, she had the fifty one kilos and just wasn't able to finish the race off. But uh, her form in the Triscay prior was a good win, getting the job done at short odds. Um, I think she can. She can figure here first up. 13, Volpine is one at odds, I think, can, can run a big race. Speaking of Brad Widdop for an article in the paper this weekend, for this weekend's paper, and and he was one, she, she was one that he was very uh, bullish about this preparation. She sort of took a, uh, progressed through the grades nicely last prep. She was a benchmark 72 winner at the midweeks, and then three starts later was winning a group three race in town, leading all the way. Um, the next start in the birthday card, she just got pressured in front and, wasn't able to finish off, but the the stable seem to think she's in for a very good preparation and might bob up and win a, a race like this this spring. So at big odds with the lightweight and a, and a good trial in um in what was a pretty hot heat, uh, she can uh, she can certainly figure out a big price. And in for fourth, I got the twelve Lily Moore, eight three thirteen twelve. All right, recapping the Randwick action. Joel's best is. Uh... Race six, number 12, Trefacia. And Daniel's best race six, number seven, four moves ahead. Daniel's value, uh, number 11, which is, uh, who is that? Hightail. Hightail, of course. And Joel's was Villamai. That's race nine, number 10. For those of you having the uh, jackpot quaddy there, the last race, race 10, is a benchmark 88 over 1,400 metres. Joel's numbers 9, 12, 8 and 13. Daniel agreeing with Ventura Ocean, 9, 17, 12 and 8. So only between them, only the five horses uh, you need to worry about. 
the Valley is the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. A couple of stakes races there. Kicking off with more of these uh, new season three-year-olds in race six, it is the McMahon's Dairy McKenzie Stakes over 1,200 metres at set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, as I touched on earlier, Halal still in a couple of these races. He uh, will be my top selection in the McKenzie if he has made the trip down. Uh, yeah, dual group one runner-up last season. I think he'll be uh, very hard to beat in this. Nine Smitzer, I believe, is also entered for Bendigo Friday. But if they go around here, I think it'd be competitive. Very well-bred Colt. He was heavily backed at where he first start. You know, sort of eight or nines into fours, one well. I think there's a fair bit of upside about him. One Jigsaw, who we spoke about on the podcast last week. Uh, he was scratched from Caulfield, but goes around here. Probably wasn't suited. Dropping back to 1,000 with 60 kilos last time out. Blinkers on. He can improve. And six, Athelric. We've seen a few of these Godolphin new season three-year-olds kick off in winning style in recent weeks and wouldn't shock to see him be very competitive also. Four for me from nine, one and six. I'm with one jigsaw on top. Um, at the set weights here, just had to give the winner rock artist five and a half kilos there and, and was pretty good in defeat. Only beaten um, 0.3 of a length, but yeah, back to 57 kilos from 60 and I think well suited in this went with Ben Mallum on board. Um, he's on top for me. Halal in next if here. Uh, yeah, obviously, the Joel's touched on the group one form in Sydney's hard to hard to miss. The recent trials have been sound and getting back and looking to run off uh, what looks a pretty genuine tempo. Into third, I have the two, Daily Bugle. Um, first up, he, he was up against a pretty handy company last preparation, the second to Lightsaber. It's good form, did win on Debut. Uh, it was a pretty decent debut campaign, contested a couple of Group 1 races in Sydney and, and sort of was at class there, but I think there was a bit to build on and I think he can run a race first up. And in for fourth, I have the six, Etheric. Um, in the numbers as well. One, four, two, and six. Race eight is the other black type race on the Valley program. It is for the sprinters. It is the Long, long Fine Hospitality Supplies Car Lion Stakes, 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties for the four-year-olds and up job. Yeah, I didn't have a really strong opinion here, but I've lent the way of ancestry. Form sort of tapered off a bit last prep, but he's three from three at the Valley. I think the wide gate suits him. He can just come across at his own leisure. He's got plenty of pace. I've lent his way. Five express pass, bit of an old favourite of mine. He's got to step up from his recent runs in benchmark grade. And he obviously doesn't get much weight relief. Uh, still carrying the 57. He's building a pretty good profile. He perhaps hasn't reached the heights I thought he may have. But they've just sort of taken him along slowly this prep. And who knows, that could be the making of him. Uh, four Space Boy is a very quick horse. He's finished runner-up both starts this time, including down the straight at Flemington with 61 kilos. He often finds one better. He's a must for the exotics. And in for fourth, number nine, Miss Albania. Certainly looks a, a sprinting mare on the way up. Was impressive at Flemington. Second run this time in. One on top for me from five, four and nine. It'll be interesting to see where they settle early on. There's plenty of speed engaged. Um, Ancestry, as Joel touched on, likely cross from the wide draw and lead, but there's no shortage of speed inside him. Um, Space Boy, Grey Worm, Ballistic Lover from Barry 2 will like to kick up. Miss Albania is actually one who has plenty of early toe as well from 
as well. But hoping for barrier seven, she can sort of sit in and get some cover um, just off the speed there and, and present in the straight with that one, one final run. She looks a, a very promising mare, top win at Flemington last start. We had a good field there and only has to rise a kilo this to 55 kilos. Um, I think she's a Mooney Valley win last preparation was excellent. Beat a pretty honest, consistent mare in Zia Vera. I think third up now. I think she's just with the right run in transit. Might be hard to hold out Miss Albania if they overdo it in front. On top for me, the nine, six in next Ballistic Lover. Uh, very handy mare resuming with a very good first up record. Um, beat a good one in Brisbane and Simplify. Went first up last time in and then and Thrash Majestic Shot, who he has got a bit of a wrap around. So it's a good trial and, and has drawn well, whereas some of the other speed runners have drawn a little bit wider. Um, Ballistic Lover will certainly be thereabouts. Ancestry, hard to miss his form at the Valley. Three from three. Uh, in for fourth, I have the three, Grey Worm. Nine, six, one, and three. Uh, I'm with Daniel with Miss Albania, two to beat Ballistic Lover, Space Boy, and Esther LaRocca. I don't think I gave my tips, but Mackenzie, I'm with Joel with Halal, if here, to beat He's Exceptional, Jigsaw, and Rock Artist. Joel, your specials we have not covered at Mooney Valley. Yeah, I've gone with my best bet earlier in the day, race two, number five, Love Sensation. I'm wary of gate one. That's uh, could get a bit yucky for her because she'll have a few in front of her but she's a talented mare they really stepped her up to the plate last time in tackled a couple of group ones i thought her surround one uh, her surround run was very good she then came back to melbourne finished second in the group three at mooney valley and then they stretched her out to 2000 i'm not sure she really ran out that distance in the vinery she's been given good grounding for this two nice trials at cranburn thought she hit the line really well in the latest gets in well with 53 and a half after the claim for tio nugent just going to need the thing uh, that Things to go her way and the, the gaps to open up at the right time. But I think she's good enough to win first up. And in terms of the value, going back to uh, one of the old uh, favourites in the last race, race nine, number 14, Mr. Exclusive. Ran very well last time out, just nabbed right on the post for third, uh, finishing fourth there. I like the claim for Alana Kelly. Gets him in with 51. Now, he's got a bit of ground to make up onto Graves, and I certainly think he's the hardest to beat. He's the progressive import that won very well last start. But Mr. Exclusive at least gets eight kilo turnaround on him from Flemington uh, when he was beaten four lengths. So that'll help. He'll press forward. And I think he'll give you a bit of a sight. He'll go out big odds as he always does. I'm keen on a couple uh, at the start of the day. Races one and two. Best comes up in race two, Malicorn. Resuming Malicorn from the Matt Laurie stable. Only the one start last prep and um, didn't finish off in a group two in Adelaide. The Melbourne form and the, the, the preparation prior was excellent. She got seconds to La Mexicana. Uh, has, 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 a, has a really dominant win at this track in trip in, on her CV already and um, generally runs a good race fresh. A very consistent mare. Might be too classy for a few of these Malacornas that are sort of still on the upward spiral where a few of these have uh, hit their ceiling. So race two, number one, the best. The value comes up in the opener. Uh, race one, number two, Sliders. Street Boss Philly was an excellent jump out winner at Flemington in fast time, um, led them up and then kicks clear late and was only improving the margin as the as the jump out went on. So can run a race first up, was unlucky in a, in a couple of stakes races, first and second up last preparation, um, and then might have just come to the end of it in the showdown. Third up was, was, uh, wasn't wanted in the market and, and sort of ran like it. So first up here, off a really nice jump out, 
uh, can entertain at $7 in the opener. Race one, number two, and race two, number one. Uh, and we'll all just keep us going to races three and four. Race three, number two, corner pocket. So it was flying. Uh, it's had a little freshen up, obviously. Decided uh, a little bit better than uh, than the winter company. Back for the spring. And if in the same form, should win. And my value bet race four, number 10, De Niro. Um, may not be wet enough for him, but um, was very competitive with... Um, Chief Alpone, uh, three starts ago over this trip, who uh, is going to be one of the fancied runners here and does uh, meet that horse two and a half kilos better. That's the Valley. At, uh, in Adelaide, they are racing on the main track at Morfordville. No black type there, but uh, still winners to be had. What have you found for us there, Daniel? With the Sacred Falls mare, Livingston Falls is my best bet on the car. That comes up in race number four. Uh, she tackled a, a race at Sandown last start over the mile and look, got a mile back in the run. Um, she sort of had a screenshot until the 200-metre mark, but her last sort of 150 was excellent, I thought. She finished as well. Um, it was the third fastest two, last 200 metres of the race outside the winner and the third horse. Um, crying out for this longer trip, certainly bred to... Um, to handle it, Sacred Falls out of a Sapphire mare, um, and do, it does drop back considerably in grade for this, so should be close enough from the barrier, barrier two. And if good enough, hard to hold out. Race four, number 12. Uh, the next best comes up, not much value on the Morphville card. I think just two main plays for the day race four, 12, and race nine, number 11. Wild Imagination resuming for the Richard and Chantel Jolly stable. She's only had the one preparation, um, and she improved with each run last prep culminating in a very good win at Murray Bridge. Um, but look, she just looks have plenty of upside um, here. And I think first up, looks like a race you can get away with. Uh, maps ideally will settle just around midfield and should get every chance. Wild imagination. Already seen some support um, this week. So pretty keen on those two. Race 4-12 and race 9-11 in Adelaide. Anything for you in Adelaide, John? No, nothing there for me this week, Mark. So we head to Eagle Farm, which... Uh as we've discussed in previous podcasts, is not the most popular track in Eagle in Brisbane with uh, owners and trainers and uh, fairly light on for a Saturday Brisbane meeting this week. Daniel, uh, what have you got for us there? It sure is, once again, um, very light for numbers, but Rockamore Amore seems to be one who handles the track just fine. He was a convincing winner over this the Eagle Farm 1,400 metres last start. He uh, led them up and... Was a pretty good winner there in the end. One crossed the line with a bit in hand, I thought. Well rated out in front by Leah Kilner. This is not a much harder race. He carries three kilos less than what he carried the last start, um, and like like the last start, he, he maps as the only leader. Should should get away with it. Should be able to dictate out in front and be really hard to catch again. So race four, number two, Rock Amore, my best bet on the Eagle Farm card. In terms of a value, Royal Witness. Doesn't have a whole lot of fresh form to speak of, but I think this is, looks a pretty nice race for him first up. He's, it is a race with plenty of speed, but three or four of them um, love to lead. And he, he's known to show a bit of pace in his races as well, but he's pretty versatile. He can sort of sit off him and, and launch with one final sprint. I think he'll have to do that here from the wide draw, get some weight relief from the, from the claim. And I think we'll be launching late Royal Witness on a track he does enjoy and, and does, does, like running on top of on top of the ground. So raw witness the value race nine number three.
Anything in Brisbane, Joel? No, nothing there for me either this week, Bucks. All righty. We will head across to Belmont, uh, where there is, uh, there's a race called the Blue Speck Stakes, but it is not a stakes race. BJ's best will uh, just be at about the even money, and that is race two, number one, Will Chino. Uh, looking to string together a hat-trick and Barrett just could just go to the front and just go bang and run them off their legs. And BJ's value bet is race three, number one, Temptation. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, they are racing at New Plymouth and Cambridge. Uh, Cambridge, Joel, that uh, synthetic track, uh, big uh, 12 races there on Saturday. Yeah, so there was... The Cambridge Synthetic's been open oh, about three months now, and they've sort of been racing every second Wednesday. Um, this week's Wednesday was abandoned with the uh, COVID outbreak on Tuesday evening. Uh, so they, yeah, they've just sort of juggled the calendar around. At this stage, racing is going ahead for Saturday, uh, New Plymouth, and on the Cambridge Synthetic, yeah, 12 races. So most of horses that were going to go down Wednesday, and they've added a few other races. So it'll be a big day there. Uh, we'll kick off at New Plymouth. Um, probably the better meeting, even though only seven races on the card. Best bet comes up in race five, and it's number five, Team Titan. Really hasn't had things go right last couple. Um, had to be reshod prior to the start last time. Lost a plate in running, pulled up sore. Prior to that, got shuffled back at a key stage and just had no hope. Was going really well prior to those two runs. I think uh, very well placed at 54 and a half and put himself up on speed and take plenty of catching. Uh, value bet race six, number seven, Berry the Cash. Five-year-old son of Jackal Berry, just beaten on debut. It was a really good run. Got a long way back, cut the corner, finished, finished off strongly. Couldn't quite get past Hey, Hey, Hey. That horse has since finished a very close second and uh, will go around in the same race on Saturday. I just thought Berry the Cash, that was his first start. So there's a stack of upside with him. Thought he'd run well each way. At the Cambridge Synthetic meeting, 12 races, as we said, um, look, tough meeting. Not overly confident with some of my tips, but I've made my best Ridgeview Chief, race three, number four. Now, he trialled really, really well prior to his debut late last year. He started odds on and was very disappointing. I'm just hoping he can find that trial form because if he does, he'll be very hard to beat in a race like this. And my value bet, race four, number 10, on my shoulders. This son of complacent hit the line strongly at Ruakaka first up. That was a... Deep three-year-old handicap, plenty of depth. Now he drops back to a maiden and steps up from the 1,100 to the 1,300 metres. That's going to be right up his alley. All righty. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, we had a push last week, stalemate. Um, Joel, one of yours scratched, so you blow 10 bucks. Daniel blows 20 on Glorious Ruby, and then I win the 30 back with Ty Stranger, but it must be said that uh, it was about time I started pulling my weight in this uh, competition. But, look, obviously picking up the ones and twos is my go. 
So uh, I'm going to go to the Valley on Saturday and go to race three, number two, and that is, uh, or is it three? Uh, Apologies for this. I've just got terrible eyesight listeners and I'm, uh, I'm looking at very small numbers on a screen. I think it's race three, number three. Corner pocket, Joel? Yeah, uh, good team effort last week. Um, yeah, I'm just going to uh, go with that same uh, splitting me 20 up into two $10 win bets. Hopefully they both go round. Uh, we'll go to Randwick. Race six, number 12, Trafasha, 10 a win. And race nine, number 10, Villamai, 10 a win. And Daniel? I'm going to go to Mooney Valley as well, Bucks. Uh, race one, number two, Sliders, 20 on her. All right. Well, let's hope that uh, rather than just uh, playing and uh, having a lot of fun and getting our money that we can actually make a profit for the listeners this time. Thanks very much for listening, folks. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday and plenty of good reading and all your favourite features. Only $5.50 in shops, $5 online right now, $5.50 in shops first thing Friday morning. Uh, so have a great weekend, whether locked down or not, mostly locked down, I would think. Uh, so have as great a weekend as you can. Uh, back plenty of winners, drink plenty of water, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.